Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. All right, let's get into our weekly recap. Take it away. Here are our stories that we believe that you need to know for the week. All right, first one. This has kind of like been like the big story of the week. Amanda Ising is fighting with Sephora. Did I say her last name right? Ising? I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Um, So you gals need to follow her on Instagram. Um, You spell her last name E-N-S-I-N-G, but she's a beauty and YouTube influencer that Sephora has cut their ties off with. Um, Amanda believes it's because she is a Christian and a conservative. To this day, their legal team has given Amanda no reason as to why they cut her. Here's what happened. So, So like, here's what happened. A customer made a comment on social media complaining that Sephora supports someone who is part of a dangerous MAGA group. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Sephora then canceled her with this statement. Amanda shared content on social media that is not aligned with Sephora's values around inclusivity. We made the decision to cease all programming with Amanda. So, Matt, what are your thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts. Um I think it's very dangerous to lump um, everybody that believes one that believes in something so broad because you can lump everybody that believes in a Christian. You can lump everybody that believes in um, something together in mm-hmm. most cases, but something so broad as um, quote unquote MAGA, you cannot lump that person with you know crazy people now are there people who are racist mean evil that call themselves part of MAGA of course but the majority are not and you can't lump those people all together so to say it's a dangerous cult I'm sure that person is referring to the capital and that nonsense most people I know personally that are conservative were so against that they were appalled, dismayed. It was awful. So to lump all those people together, I think is very dangerous. I also think it sh- says something about Sephora that they went ahead and got rid of that, got rid of Amanda so quickly and without even like trying to explain um, or it seems like they didn't even try to talk to her about it. Yeah, that's why I watched an interview of her that she did on Fox News, I believe. And she was like, yeah, I heard nothing from them. They were just like, all of a sudden they canceled and they didn't give her really a reason why. Other than so they received this one complaint and she calls, she goes, they received one complaint from a liberal that said that I'm part of a MAGA cult, essentially. So, I mean, it's just a shame. Um, And I do find it interesting, too. I don't know. Did you see where the country music star Luke Combs came out and said, it's not my place to tell you 
what you should believe and what politics you should follow. I did see like that headline. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. And I feel I like, like that. and so then here's my question for you. Do you think, do you think like all influencers, whether you're a conservative or not, should just be like, okay, like I'm going to show you my brand like, I'm a makeup artist. Like, I'm just going to show you makeup stuff and kind of my life, but I'm going to stick stick away from politics. Like, do you think that's how it should be handled? Because I know we've complained on here about how many um, influencers there are that are liberal and telling their followers who to vote for and why they should vote for them and all this stuff. But we haven't really had the time to talk about, okay, from the other perspective, do you think Amanda should be talking about her political views not not just amanda in general but it's like specifically just but anyway. like in general like yeah. anyone do you think it should just be okay like no political views like no um don't tell people what they need to believe in even though isn't that kind of their job as an influencer it's like okay like i believe in this makeup you should do it use it too what are your thoughts now i think that everybody should freely be able to talk about what they want to talk about I do think it is a very, um, it's sensitive times. So, I mean, you have to pick and choose your battles. There are, I mean, I have a friend who owns a business and um, she doesn't even have social media because she just can't afford for someone to come and burn down her business. She can't afford, she has um, a social media for her business, but she doesn't have one for her personal Mm -hmm. and she can't afford for all that to happen, which is so unfair. That's so wrong. I absolutely hate that. But like, also too, if I'm an influencer, I'm going to show you parts of my life. So, you know, when I was on my influencer, I was trying to be an influencer for a little bit. When I was doing that, I mean, part of my life is, for example, attending my pro-life future meeting. I'm not yeah. going to not post about that. Of course, I'm going to post about that. That's just part of my life. And if I just happen to also be into makeup, then I just happen to also be into makeup. I think people should just pick and choose whether they care enough about an issue to do something about it. Yeah. So do you think there's a difference between, because I would, you are, we are I would you are you freely say your thoughts on social media yes I and do. that's what you're known <laughs> for Amanda's not known for that she's a she's known for makeup yeah do you think there's a difference because um between having like being like having a political influencer versus just a generic influencer I know um oh god who did we have on Tuesday Osiga. Osiga. Osiga was talking about that, being like a political influencer. And he was also talking about how he, I was like, yeah, like, let's shout out your business. And he goes, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to tie my political beliefs to my business. What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so, so I think that um, people... So I hate that you can't do both as a conservative. Liberals do it all the time. Demi mm-hmm. Lovato is one of my favorite artists and she she's also liberal. She, as much as possible, uh, as much as she can, she talks about Biden and Harris and X, Y, and Z. Like, you know, she's a liberal. Yeah. Or, you know what? A better example, Taylor Swift. Taylor oh, Swift yes. since what, 2016, for example. She's a singer and she's a liberal. I hate that you can't be a conservative and a makeup artist. I don't think that's very fair. And I think that's part of, and I've said this before, I think that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I part of the reason why 
I am very into, um, part of the reason why I can't talk so much is because, you know, my whole life revolves around politics. But for example, like I'm finishing up my fantasy novel. I do kind of wish I was known as that. Instead wait, of wait, hold on. Let's, let's step to back. This political <laughs> leaning because we need more people who are influencers that aren't just conservative influencers, but are con- singers that happen to be conservative. Like that's what I wish we had more of. So, I mean... I wish it was like that. But the reality is conservative influencers are famous because they're conservative, not because of any other talents that they might have. Yeah. Well, she started out as being famous for makeup and then it came out that she was conservative when she posted a picture with a Trump hat, I believe. And that's what I mean. Like, I think that's good. Like, I think it should be more like that. But like, let's be honest, who else do we know? Like, what other influencers do we know like that? I mean, we know Tim Allen is conservative. Chuck Norris and Chuck not Norris and Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chris um, but Pratt, like, they tried shutting him down. Yeah, but and look, we're only naming men. What about like you know what I mean? Like yeah, who well, else guess, do we have? I guess like where do we draw the line though? Because I mean, I want to. I, I follow you not for your political beliefs. Like that's why. Like with these influencers. I follow you not for your political beliefs at all. It's like, where do we draw that line? Same uh, place like, Taylor Swift drew the line. That's what I mean. Like, we gotta, I want us to be like that. Same okay. place Taylor Swift drew the line. Do you think it is okay for the influencers to say, like, these are my political beliefs? Yeah, I think it's like, if it's part of your life, like, for example, like, let's say she, exactly what Amanda did. She just had, it was a picture um, with her husband or husband or boyfriend. I'm not sure. Her significant other and the dog. They just happened to be wearing MAGA gear. That is a lot. I think that's fine. She didn't, and the crazy thing is, I don't think, I don't remember seeing anywhere where she said you, she didn't write out a full-blown paper or a full-blown, uh, what is it? iPhone notes message about how she's so appalled by the left. You should vote for the right. This is really how I, she okay. didn't really do any of that. Like Taylor, like, that's what Taylor Swift did. Yeah. So, like, so, so you're saying as long as they can be who they are, as long as they don't tell their um, followers who to vote for. I think that's a good median. I think that's a good medium. But once again, I still feel like they should be able to, if they want to write a paragraph, like my whole thing is like Taylor, like I think Taylor Swift is a perfect example. We all know Taylor Swift for music. I have diehard Taylor Swift fans that are diehard Republicans. I think it should be the exact same way that uh, Alex Clark, huge Taylor Swift fan. We all know this. She's a diehard Republican just how Taylor Swift is allowed to post about Biden, post about how she's just so appalled with everything that's going on, post, uh, make a video about how she thinks Trump supporters are dumb idiots. And they'll, like, you know, the reality, one of my friends said this, she said it was such a slap in the face because all the people she was making fun of, those are who made her famous. Mm, but here's the thing, she's still famous. And those people who were insulted are still listening to her. So yeah. like, why can't we do the same thing? If Amanda wants to write a full blown message, I mean, now she can do it now. I feel like she's going to be known as like a conservative that happens to do makeup. And I really wish that we had makeup artists that were happen to be conservative because that's what she yeah. was before. But it's now like, she's going to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like grace too. Cause it wasn't grace known for some of her fashion influence right grace saldana uh i don't 
maybe I think so. I think she yeah. was like an influencer before she became a conservative influencer. Yeah. yeah. But like, see, we don't even know that full history because I mean, yeah. Now she's a conservative that happens to have been in fashion. Well, even so, Bryson Gray, too. Like, everyone, he was a rapper. Like, he was, like, OG336 boys. And now people only know him as the conservative rapper, not a rapper who is conservative. Right. And I wish we could um, switch that. I don't yep. know how, but I think part of the problem is the left. Um, the le- Like, for I'm just saying about Amanda. Amanda's base... I, I barely wear makeup, but I'm probably going to, yeah. no, I am going to support her and wear that makeup, but yeah, that's because me too. I resonate with her as a conservative and as a woman. Um, there's going to be people on the left who probably would, the reality is, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to support her. I'm probably going to wear it a couple times and then it's going to get old. And then <laughs> that's just, I mean, that's just how it is. I don't really wear makeup. Oh, I but, do. I mean, I don't have any on right now, but <laughs> I wear makeup. <laughs> but like, I'm doing that for her. But the thing is, there's another girl who would do it and who would wear it all out and do all the stuff and then buy more every other month. But she's mm-hmm. not going to do it because she's on the left. But yeah, it's not. So now all of her base pretty much is going to be just people on the right, which I don't, I personally wish that I wasn't like that. Like I wish that there were other talents I have. My only talent, to be honest, is public speaking. And the only <laughs> things I can speak about are conservative topics. If I'm being, I, like, I don't, science is not my thing. Um, math is not my thing. So like I, my whole audience is conservative people. Yeah. But I wish I could reach people on the left. My, um, like I said, I'm, finishing up a fantasy novel everyone should definitely read yeah, it when let's it comes out talk about this because i didn't even know you had a fantasy novel <laughs> i was like whoa wait a minute time out um, what's this fantasy novel okay so really quick wow this is my first like official announcing it this is good this is going to hold me accountable just a side note everybody listening if you're planning to do a blog a podcast a lot of people have reached out to us about starting their own podcast make a date like announce it because that holds you accountable anyway so i actually have always like written I was like the girl that would read and write in the back of the class instead of paying attention so I've been doing that forever oh, me too yeah I got so I, just, I got in trouble I w- and I was because my, my maiden name started with an a and so I was always on the front of the class I remember in seventh grade I got in trouble I was reading twilight and math class and I and I'm very good at math I majored in math so I'm like I don't I know all this so I'm just <laughs> sitting there reading the teacher's like um excuse me put that away Yes. So that was me. Like I would do that all the time. So then um, I want to say 2016 for NaNoWriMo, for those that don't know, that is the National Writing Month. It's November. I was like, okay, I had done it like three or four times. I'm like, I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to do the 50,000 words. I know it. So I planned out this whole story and I didn't do the 50,000 words, but I finished the story the December of that year. So December of um. 20 no I'm sorry January of the next year of 2017 and then I just kind of sat on the story because I wanted to go a different direction and I just got busy and then the past couple of weeks I've been like you know what no I want to get this thing published I really really like it my brother is an amazing writer himself so he's helping me with some stuff so I've been like working on that and like for example like I just want because that's like another side thing that I do I want like I would like it to be a, a, I'm a self-publisher. So obviously, you know, it might Mm -hmm. not be on New York Times bestsellers, but I would like for people to read it and stuff. And I would like my audience to not just be Christian conservatives because it's a fantasy novel. Like 
um i'm really into like mermaids and stuff like that so like that's what it's about can you explain what the novel is i want to hear a synopsis (laughs) i really do i'm so intrigued okay so essentially it's about um these two twins and they are half mermaid half human one of them so the back their backstory let me backtrack so the first half of the first novel is going to be their parents like love story Mm -hmm. and you find out about like how they like where they came from and like how their mother and their father met because um the mermaids and fairies live in a different realm and they have to come up to the human realm so that's the first half and then the second half is just about them finding each other and then there's an impending war that's happening in the mermaid and fairy realm and um just like an overview kind of like it at first it was just like a silly little thing that I was doing but then you know as I've gotten like older and I guess I don't want to say like have a platform because it feels weird because it's not like I have like this big platform like Mm -hmm. I have 80,000 followers and I'm responsible for what you believe in it's not like that but like just a few people have said things to me like oh I really like what you said I looked up to you and I'm like whoa that's a lot of pressure looking up to me so I've decided that I actually want to make it have like some sort of message (laughs) so there is going to be um and I've like been working on because fantasy can get dark and I personally have been working on trying to make it more of like a C.S. Lewis, Ted Decker, Tolkien type okay. fantasy. Yeah. As opposed to, no offense, but like Stephanie Meyer, J.K. Rowling. Because <laughs> like I was talking to my brother about well, the story. I feel, I don't think Harry Potter's that dark. Well, I read it. it it's like... I I don't disagree but like my whole thing is like I was talking to my brother about the story and like he made a joke and he was like we wouldn't have been able to read this when we were kids and then I thought I was like no I would have wanted that's a good point yeah I read it in college I read Harry Potter in college because my mom wouldn't let me right exactly so I was saying I would want young Mallory to be able to read this so how do I do that so I've been uh, I'm in like a Facebook group for Christian fantasy writers and I've been talking to different people Uh, yeah it's a whole like thing this is a whole genre I didn't even know this existed Christian fantasy is a genre uh it's a whole thing um and I've been talking back and forth about like how to make sure I'm not crossing that line so that young Mallory would have been able to read it and then that there's actually a message and I'll just say this one little sneak peek so like I said it it was something that I, I decided honestly recently that I didn't want it to just be like a little frilly story I actually wanted to have a message so there is going to be like a pro-life scene um because that is a huge Ooh. part of my life and I do think that's something that obviously I, I personally don't think your eight-year-old should be reading about it but I mean if you read it with your eight-year-old then that's different but it'll be a conversation starter so like your 15-year-old because I mean let's be honest you're trying to argue like, this middle school age middle school early high school and like to be honest like and I'm about to get in my soapbox and I'm gonna get right off but like Planned Parenthood has all this subtle stuff in their stuff so why can't we have some pro-life subtle stuff in our stuff so like that is just one thing um that I'm added like the, that scene was not in there at first but then I was just thinking about like oh my god I love it I continue to make this like make it have a real message make it have something that like it's not just like a little frilly thing because like in my head I was just picturing like I so one thing I love mermaids so I was just picturing all this like mermaid stuff and like oh this will be cute and like oh these two people can kiss you know I'm thinking all that but then I'm like no if I'm gonna write this especially if it's under my name as the person I am today there should definitely be some sort of like when you close it there has to be something that you get out of it oh. so yeah 
I'm excited. I can't wait. I remember, oh God, I wish, wish I remember. I remember reading a book. I think it was like in elementary school and it was like a half human, half mermaid. Ooh. And I'm trying to remember what it is. I cannot. Did she live in, uh, did her mom like live in a hole in her house or something like that? And she had so. like a blowhole in her hair. Because I read that book. I don't think so. Oh, crap. I'm going to find this. I'm going to find this. All right. Yeah. Our, our second story. Okay. <laughs> wrap it up. Manda, we stand with you. Um, we're boycotting support with you. I've been an Ulta girl anyway, so I, I've never gotten support. It's so expensive. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever Ridiculously gotten expensive. Yeah. But anywho, all right, our next story, hashtag free Britney is trending again. So for 13 years, near, nearly every aspect of Britney Spears' life, including major financial, professional, and medical decisions, have been controlled by her father, Jamie Spears, through a court-approved conservatorship. Now it's the subject of a feature-length documentary from a team of journalists at the New York Times, premiering Friday on FX and FX on Hulu. Directed and produced by Samantha Stark, Framing Britney Spears, charts Spears rise from plucky Star Search contestant to Queen Bee of TRL, as well as the high-profile unraveling that turned her professional troubles into a national punchline and culminated in the controversial conservatorship oh my god that was a tongue twister so yeah so her, her the whole relationship of her father is going to be documented on um in documentary i'm excited this is gonna be good yeah me too huge Whitney spears fan um grew up was not allowed to listen to any secular music so i didn't hop on the bandwagon until high school yeah i was about to say i know i wasn't allowed to listen to it yeah. i didn't think you would because we were what probably what fifth or not fifth yeah we were young we're like kindergarten yeah we were in elementary school for sure so when i could listen to it huge fan college me and one of my friends we would like have britney spears like jam sessions huge fan um yeah i'm i think this will be good i think um if you guys remember a couple of episodes ago when i was talking with um Landon, Landon Newsom about human trafficking in Hollywood. And I know this isn't about human trafficking, but I think it still wraps around the idea of like she has no control. control. Yeah, she had yeah. no control over her life. Right. And I think that is it's not the same thing as human trafficking, but I do think it's in the same category of like the messed up stuff that's going on in Hollywood because her parents did put her in at a young age. And I know her dad is very, very sketch. I know that um, I saw something too, like, and this is blew my mind, but like her voice, you know, her voice is so sweet and like kind of high pitched, but she does that on, that's done on purpose because that's Mm. cute and innocent. So like her actual singing voice, like she messed up her, like to please all the people, she messed up her voice. Her actual singing voice is like much deeper and like all, like a Southern soul. Because you know she's Southern. Yeah. Like it has more of a Southern soul flair to it. But when you high pitch it, it's so sweet and innocent that um, people like it. So the uh, her producers and stuff like that asked her to do that. Oh, that's creepy. I just, yeah. I'm excited. I think this is going to be a really interesting documentary, especially kind of so going back with like, the human trafficking and, and not saying that she was trafficked at all but it was definitely there was a she, there was a lot of control around her life and it makes sense like why she did what she did mm-hmm. 
because oh, she, yeah. she had no control. That was her only way to get control. Yeah. And, you know, I that happened, what, like 2007, right? Maybe. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Like and we were in middle school. And I remember seeing that on TV being like, oh, my gosh, why would she do that? But, like, it, it's making sense now. Like, mm-hmm. and also, too, you can only push people so far before they break. Like, I think yeah. we forget that as humans. You can only push someone so far before they snap. And if you don't have, like... Well, I mean, even if you, here's the other thing too. I still feel like even if you did have like a good foundation in God, and she says she's a Christian, but you know, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Even if you have a good foundation in God, uh, it is still very difficult to be in certain situations. Yeah. And she was, you know, like if she, and especially if she didn't have a good foundation in God, I, I can't even imagine. Like, at least if you had God, she had like some hope for after this life. But if you don't have God, whoo. Yeah, it's just yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely interested. Are you think you'll watch it? We can absolutely. Is it free? Oh, it's on Hulu. Oh, absolutely. FX. Do you have Hulu? I have Hulu. If it's free, it's for me. Free Britney. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag free Britney. (laughs) Oh, too funny. Well. What have you been watching recently? Because I know that's going to be something I'm going to be watching. Have you watched any good shows recently? Um. Okay, I'm trying to think. Um. Oh, my family has been watching Kim's Convenience. Have you seen that? No, what is that about? It is so, it's cute. It takes place, well, it's about this family. Um. They're a Korean family. They live in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, what sorry. is it on? Uh, Netflix. Okay. They're a Korean family. They live in Canada. And um, there's a husband and wife and a daughter and a son. And it's just like their little, I guess, adventures. They own a convenience store. And it's it's so funny. And like some of the stuff the dad says is just like my desk. Oh, my God. I remember. Yes, I've seen those previews in like the cousin cams or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that's She's funny. Kawaii and everything. And like the some, some stuff of the mom like said it. I've been like, oh, that's literally my mom right there. That that little thing. So it's just, it's so funny. Um, another thing my brother and I have been watching is I meant I should have said this first is Westworld. I know I'm behind. Really? Uh, yes, I know I'm behind, but it is really good. The last three episodes I had to watch and explain um, on YouTube. I had to watch them explain it to me, but it's still really <laughs> good. There were a few things that were a little confusing because it's jumping on like there's a bunch of timelines crossing and stuff like that what's the concept of it exactly the greatest concept in the world nobody judge me for saying that okay so like if you have tons of money you're a guest and you can go to westworld and westworld is this takes place in like the wild west and there are hosts so there's these robots that are completely lifelike like if there was a host in this room with me you wouldn't be able to tell like who was human and who was not Mm. and you can just live out any type of fantasy you want so if you were to go there and you want to become like a cowboy hero they will have a story lot they'll have someone in the story like these robots already they're um already they're very smart or they have like technology in them to do like play out different storylines so you would go and stuff will happen and you'll end up being able to shoot the bad guy and then you'll get the girl and you'll be able to kiss the girl and then you go and you can eat and this this, and that like it's literally living out any type of fantasy it is on hbo so it is there are 
moments that are unnecessary. That's what I call the naughty moments, unnecessary. You can still get the message across <laughs> without showing someone naked. Yeah. Other than that, it, but is, it is so HBO. Good. Like the yeah. I, that's and there's another show, um, The Boys. I'm almost embarrassed to say I watch it. I Wait, fast really? I as hear much it's as I really can. good. It's so it's just it's so good, but like is it raunchy. I mean, it's like the plot is freaking fantastic. I mean, if you're into superheroes, you will go gaga sorry. over the plot. Okay, sorry, Siri. Oh, Siri. Hey, Siri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that was you will shoot, go gaga. That mine's talking. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> you will go gaga over the plot. It's just like there is just so many unnecessary, like, sexual nudity that just i don't get it like yeah so i try to fast forward through all that yeah isn't the girl from one tree hill in it too i think plays i've never seen one tree hill oh my god it's based in north carolina haven't you not seen one tree Hill? is it really yeah it's based in like well it's titled this one tree but they shot in wilmington all eight years i did not know it's on hulu you need to watch it okay okay yeah, I never saw that. Or th- what's the other one that I read? Like Dawson's Creek. I never saw that. Either. I never saw Dawson's Creek. I know you're not a Gossip Girl fan. Pretty Little Liars. No Gossip Girl. Ugh. But I like. I tried it. I, it doesn't interest really? me. I want to oh, be into so it. Good. How, how many episodes have you watched? I think I've done like maybe the first five. Either oh. like it just started. Yeah, usually off my rule of thumb if so you can't get into it. Really, I thought it was so interesting. Yeah, usually if you don't, if, I I say give it six episodes. Like, and I'm, and I'm their target. Oh, it's not even on Netflix. I was gonna look to see no, how it's far on, I got uh, it's on HBO Netflix, now. Oh wow! Yeah, it's on HBO Max. And the thing is, like, I'm their target market. Like, Gossip yeah. Girl was made for girls like me because I love Pretty Little Liars, Riverdale obsessed hair Re- like wait really i love riverdale i watched like the first two seasons but like with the cw i don't it like makes the no cw sense. app and it also doesn't make any sense i've like yeah. stopped a lot of sh- i stopped watching cw because of their app because they used to have everything really? yeah because their app is just awful I, okay. like there's because they put every- like everything's free on their streaming service but it's just awful i um riverdale well you can watch it on netflix yeah i can watch it on netflix yeah but riverdale like the first couple of seasons oh this is not that bad of a show this is decent that last season made no sense unrealistic but i cannot wait for the next season like i it's still like a four-year time jump then i saw that like veronica's married apparently and like archie's in the military yeah that's that's what the trailer i saw that (gasps) on the news that's what the trailer had have to watch this trailer that's crazy oh that probably means that's the last season then that's probably best no, I like don't, i don't think it is i think that, i thought i read that they have another season it's supergirl they're ending supergirl good i did not like supergirl it was very cheesy i just hate yeah i i hate when they do crossovers like because then i feel like okay i need to invest myself in supergirl because i was yeah. big in the era and flash like yes my two favorite the guy that plays oliver queen and mm-hmm. barry allen Whew. yes 
Beautiful. Barry Allen season one. Like if you're like, oh, Mallory, what's your type? Not even physical look. I'm just talking about personality. Barry Allen season one is my type. 110%. Like everything he, oh God, he was just so perfect. Now he's like super cheesy. Another show CW did that's kind of gotten cheesy. Still watching it and we'll keep up. I will still tweet about it and I'll still be an avid watcher, but it has lost its way. And the crossovers I hate too, because like, then I have to go to another show and I don't even understand like why this character is this way. And yeah. Yeah, I just, I wish they didn't like, I get, I like the crossovers with Flash and Arrow. And then they yeah. just kept adding on to the universe. And like Supergirl, like I love the woman who plays her. Like, I think she's very sweet and has a crazy story of abuse like she was um abused by her husband domestic abuse but um yeah it's just very cheesy and then like one of like the main guys left i'm like "Eh, it's okay but yeah i uh finished the morning show last night that's on Apple TV Plus. Oh, that's okay. the one with Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, and uh, uh, the, the Steve Carell. Oh, okay. It's, oh my god, it was so good. I think it's. I think they're only keeping it like one season. It's like a mini series, but essentially, it's based on kind of this book written about the Today Show and Good Morning America rivalry. And the whole co- concept of the TV show, it's um, Steve Carell's character and Jennifer Anderson characters are the main hosts of like the what they call it, the morning show. And then he gets in trouble for sexually assaulting multiple women on set. And it's just like the whole story. And then Reese Witherspoon's character comes in and takes over. So it's two female leads and just trying to like figure out the story and just kind of what um, the like sexual assault is like in uh, like in the media. Because I think it's kind of based on the concept. Because was it Matt Lauer that left Mm -hmm. because of sexual assaulting someone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the whole. People, it's, sure. Yeah, it's based on. I, I think they got the concept from that. Okay, that's what so, I was thinking. When you said sexual assault, that I was thinking it was Matt Lauer. Yeah, because I think it's Matt Lauer. But that, and then I watched Bridgerton a couple weeks ago, and oh okay. my god, I need to sit down and watch it. Everybody, oh is my saying god, that it's so, so good. good. And I'm like now listening because it's based on a book series, so I'm not listening to the audiobook. <laughs> I'm like, I know what happens, but there's like seven more books after this one, so there's like eight total. And it's it's so like they each season is going to be based off of one of the Bridgerton siblings. So like the first season is based off like Daphne's story, and then like the next season will be like Anthony's story. Okay, so I need to see it. Everybody's raving about it. Yeah that in wandavision i've never i haven't I, I seen think, that i feel like i need to go through the marvel series because I've, I've seen some of the marvel movies i want to get through it in order and i feel like i need to do that before i watch wandavision yeah because i know I, my little sister's a big marvels fan and she's loving it yeah i've never um so I personally have never liked Wanda or Vision. So I told myself I'm not going to watch the show because I don't want to, like, I just don't like them as characters. Yeah. Um, and then I hear it's incredible. talking about it. Yeah, I hear it's so great. Like, my brother was like, if you don't start watching it now, you're going to feel like you, you're left out. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch it. He's like, you're going to feel like you're left out. So now I'm, like, kind of thinking about it. But I just, I don't like, I really don't like Wanda. Like, really? Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I just, she's never been, like, a. When a, did she come in? What movie? Um, 
Oh, she came in, I want to say Age of Ultra. So she has a brother. And okay, so. Yes, I remember that now. And he died. Yeah. And so in the comic, they're not twins. Mm. He's much younger than, she's much younger than him. And in the X-Men series, so like, you know, X-Men also had his character there too. And it's like. Wait, wait, wait. X-Men and Marvel overlap? So X-Men and Marvel x-men is part of marvel but the mc the mcu okay so the mc universe had not bought the rights to the x-men movies it's all part of marvel like it's all in so um the x-men can i'm pretty sure there's comics where the x-men and the avengers are together um like it's just it's crossing over like it's all in the same so the two comic book things are marvel and dc x-men is part of marvel but the mcu and x-men for whatever reason are owned by two different companies but Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure the company that owns mcu just bought x-men so hopefully they will start but they haven't done any crossovers yet interesting because the last couple like my favorite superhero movie of all time is Days of Future Past, which is, apparently is everybody's least favorite. But I thought that was such a good movie. <laughs> but like after that, all of the X-Men movies kind of went. So hopefully they'll reboot it and it'll be better. I saw that they're doing like another Black Panther yeah. uh, movie, but it's based on his sister. Okay, good. Because yeah. give it I some... Did, I yeah. think they needed a prequel to it, to be honest. I disagree, but I don't want anybody else to play back black panther no no i agree i think what they need is like explaining the whole wakanda universe okay yeah yeah, i want i want more of that i want the explanation like how did they come about like i want the whole behind the scenes i want to hear his like dad's story and like the brother's story and how they like because i know they touched on it but i really want more of a deep dive yeah i agree that was more of like uh some of that you kind of had to already know and honestly some of I want to, like, for the most part, most of the superhero, like, MCU movies, I feel like they did a good job. You didn't have to know stuff, but I do feel like Black Panther was one of them you kind of had to know a little bit. Yeah. But I also think that's because it was, I feel like it was rushed to do the full, like, Infinity War and Endgame. Like, they had to yeah. start. We got to get they this need- out. We got to get this out. Yeah, that's a good point. But speaking of, are you going to watch Super Bowl this weekend? Um. Yeah, because you know my family playing? is gonna make me. I red. I know they're both red. Yeah. So this weekend it's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers versus Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in Tampa Bay. Did you know this is the first time a um someone like the Super Bowl is played at one of the team's home fields? Oh, it's not normally at the home field. No, 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 no. Because they want to keep it, like, neutral as possible. So they always, like, have out, okay, like, this is where it's going to play. Like, that's already predetermined. But this is the first time it's been a um, team in the Super Bowl is going to be playing at home. Okay, one, I I do know, I I did know about Tom Brady because I know he played for new, the Patriots. And you should not like the Patriots. And he deflated a football. I do know that. (laughs) So, is it Tom Brady's home team? Yes. So, the, he's <gasps> the Buccaneers. Oh, I like this. this is and kind so, of the a... Buccaneers are playing 
and their stadium, Tampa Bay. So it's going to be like the old guard versus the new guard, which because Patrick Mahomes is kind of like the young guy really coming up, playing well. Um, But let's talk about the more important stuff. Okay, the national anthem will be sung by Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. So Eric Church is a country music star. Do you know who Jasmine Sullivan is? Nope. Yeah, never heard of her. The halftime show is uh, The weekend, which I'm not, I don't care for his music. I'm not excited. Apparently, he's not bringing out any special guest. Okay, so when I think, to be honest, when I think of The weekend, I think of like very like sexual, like very, I like him. Oh, yeah. Let me back up. I like his voice. Like, I don't know. His vo- his music is very, like, sensual. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Maybe not sexual. Sensual. Like, it feels very, like, you know, if I was married mm-hmm. and we were going to have some sort of relationship, I would play that in the background. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of confused what he's going to play at the Super Bowl. Yeah. I was kind of, because usually they go kind of, like, old, new, old, Bring new. anybody else out. And yeah, he's not bringing anyone out. But usually, That's like every lame. yeah, usually every year with the Super Bowl, they have someone like okay, like this is a modern person versus, and then they're gonna get like an oldie, like someone from like the eighties or whatever. Because you notice how they kind of yeah. alternate. Well, last year it was J Lo and Shakira, and I felt like that's that were more newer people, like not wasn't old. But that was um, very. I remember that was very controversial. It's just but... funny. It's just like. We thought that was the biggest problem last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we thought, yeah. Little <laughs> did we know. That was only last year. But um, the last thing I want to say about the Super Bowl, this is the first time a woman has been a referee in the Super Bowl. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. So those that's are all cool. your stories for the week. Mel, anything else you want to add? Um, Nope. I would just say... Um, we have cute merch on our site. We also have a button if you'd like to donate to help um, pay for podcasts and like to expand this message. Um, anything else? Oh, please rate, comment, and review. Share with your friends. Yep. That's and it. buy merch. All right, guys. We'll talk to y'all later. We'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> God. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.